How to Create a Glitch Monologue Season 15 Chapter 5 This is Season 15 of How to Create a Glitch in the Matrix Monologues Chapter 5. In this episode, I will be touching on a few topics in relation to folds in time, the assignation of meaning and negation. First of all, in the delayed choice quantum eraser experiment discussed in Season 14 Chapter 5, if you imagine that a beam of light is pointed at two slits in a screen, and the passage of the beam of light goes unmeasured, then it is as if it goes through both slits at the same time. But in the act of measurement, the wave function collapses and it is as if the beam of light, now a photon, goes only through one slit. Now, that is the classical experiment. The delayed choice experiment involves taking a measurement and thereby collapsing the wave function and then destroying the information. In this case, we discussed how if the measurement information is destroyed after the measurement, the light returns to a waveform, going through both slits. This tells us that actions in the future can impact events in the past, and specifically, transition a reality from one which is unitary to one which is multiplicitous. It also suggests a mechanism for these folds in time. In other words, a reality can be in flux until it is observed by an observing consciousness, whereupon it resolves, but can return to one in flux if that information is destroyed. How does this relate to the folds in time that we talk about? Imagine for a moment that there are multiplicitous possibilities animating each moment. The nature of those multiplicitous possibilities does not matter, except to say, that it becomes concrete and solid the moment that it is observed by an observing consciousness. That is to say, there could be myriad sequences leading up to this moment all but one of which resolve into a single pathway upon observation. Then, if that observation, or the information comprising it, the evidence so to speak, is destroyed, the now past which was concrete is in flux again, as if it travels through both slits. Now, how would one go about destroying evidence of the multiplicitous nature of reality? The answer is simple, time folds are more like time loops. The content of the experience which resolves the fluctuation is the same in all sequences, only in all but one it destroys the information of the past possibility. So, as an example, let's say your coworker comes into your office and spends 20 minutes talking about some work you have to do. But in another possibility, you spent those minutes in a passionate sexual exchange. Prior to the measurement both possibilities are true. But in measuring, in observing, only one is. But both are resolved by carefully reordering and cleaning up your office in the aftermath of the events. This is the action which destroys the evidence, which makes both pathways possible, which returns the past which has already occurred to flux, after the destruction of the information. To put it another way, the events which follow the divergence must be the same in both universes, and if they are, these events destroy the information which would preserve observation of both realities. Now, the second topic I want to discuss is the nature of meaning in the context of one's archetypal constellation. Meaning is determined at its most discreet by emphasis of language, tone, intonation. These things present two or more alternate meanings behind the same phrase. Multiplicity occurs when the tone inferred by others does not reflect the intended tone, changing, or reversing the ultimate meaning of the phrase. Now, archetypal constellations are non-spatial. 
they create linkages between the consciousnesses of two individuals who may not even both be present. When that tone is rationalized by one outside the social system in one fashion, it is also inferred by the other who is in archetypal union with the one inside the social system. In other words, different levels of a person's archetypal constellation produce uniformity of meaning through the congruent experience. Finally, a negating impulse, or a consciousness which exists in a state of negation, generates dialectical pairings in others, which reflect contradictory feelings, which negate the internal states of the one in negation. However, in this state, there is no synthesis because the dialectical thought pairings are antithetical and dialectical. Instead others act to negate our feelings by contradicting them with their own, leaving us in a vacuum of individual negation. That's the end of the podcast for today. If you enjoyed it, please like, comment and subscribe.